Environment Matters, sponsored by Wuka Period Pants, the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, coming up later, what is going to happen to your waste now that Hearts County Council's plans for a waste incinerator have gone up in smoke? Now, in the heat this weekend, teenagers from two local groups held a two-day protest by the clock tower in St Albans. Now, the two groups were Hearts Youth Extinction Rebellion. Extinction Rebellion, of course, the group who were blocking roads in London earlier this year. And the second group was the UK Student Climate Network. Um, You might remember the school strikes that were started by the Swedish student Greta Thunberg. Now, I went along on Sunday evening to see what they were up to. A little bit thin on the ground by that point, but there's been a lot more people there during the day. Um, And I spoke to um, Jenny. She's a 17-year-old history and politics student. Let's hear what Jenny had to say. Hi Jenny, so I've just grabbed you away from your Extinction Rebellion um, friends over there. Um, you're just camped by the, uh, by the clock tower, aren't you? Um, can you tell me, what, what are you here for? What are your demands? So we're obviously here as part of a climate change protest and we're protesting the current um, extinction of all of the wildlife and basically our entire world. And so our demands are that the government listen to us and that they try and combat climate change in a way that we haven't seen yet from them at all. Okay. So it's the, it's the government that you're talking to rather than anybody within St Albans? So we're trying to um, target the government ultimately. So we're trying to interest people and try and, away, try and raise public awareness in order to pressure the government into implementing laws and regulations because we know that it's ultimately the corporations that are the ones contributing to climate change. And so we do want individual change, but that has to come from the top down. We need top down regulation. Okay, so what exactly are you doing here to, uh, to get your message across? So we're here for two days, and so today has been the first day, and so we arrived at about nine in the morning, we set up our area, which is a stage in which we've had music going all day, and tomorrow we're planning on having some speakers come and do some panels, like a youth panel and a community panel. And then we're also trying to engage the public quite a lot and spread our message. So we've been having signed painting to get people interested, especially in coming to soon the strikes coming in September. And we've had some banner painting. We've closed off the road um, with completely peacefully closed off the road. And so we've been also painting our signs in the road. Right. Okay, Jenny. So um, you said you closed off the road. I mean, that's illegal. Was anybody arrested? Uh, Nobody was arrested. As I said, we had quite a lot of police presence. However, they were fine with it because we were completely peaceful. And so, no, no one's been arrested, and we don't plan for anyone to be arrested either. Okay. So, what kind of reaction have you had from well, from the police to start off with? So the police, um, I think, were quite wary of us in the morning. We had a very strong police presence in the morning that slowly dwindled over the day because they have realised that we're not a threat. We're just here to be peaceful and spread our message to everyone else. Okay. Um, and how about from the, from the public? How about, you know, like the cars you were holding up? So there has been a bit of backlash from cars, especially, since, yes, we are inconveniencing people and we're causing them to drive around us, which adds a few minutes to their journey. However, generally, people do seem to understand what we're doing here. And we've had great engagement from general passers-by who come by and go, 
um, so what are you doing here, who are you? And they get involved and maybe they take a flyer away. And in the future we hope that that means they'll look us up online and they'll find out a bit more about what we're doing and help pressure the government with us. Okay, and if people do want to find a bit more, where do they find you online? Um, so we're on most social media, so you can find us on websites such as XR, so Extinction Rebellion websites, and UKSCN, which is the UK Student Climate Network. And we're on social medias as well, such as Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Okay, Jenny, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. I'm sorry there. The acoustics really weren't great in Heritage Close, which was the quietest place that I could find to speak to Jenny. And unfortunately, um, the bank holiday entertainment in the boot and the snug were just a bit too noisy for me to record my conversation with the policeman who had been posted to keep an eye on the demonstration overnight. But I can tell you that he had nothing but praise for the teenagers. Now, as Jenny said, um, UK... um, Schools Network um, will be part of a strike for climate, which is planned for the 20th of September. Um, and uh, UKSCN Hearts is going to be establishing um, four strikes in Hertfordshire, and one will be in St Albans between 9 and 11. Um, I don't think you have to be a student to take part, and you can find out more on the UKSCN Hearts Facebook page. Okay then, well, a slight change of subject. Hearts County Council has terminated its waste disposal contact sorry, its waste disposal contract with Veolia after the Secretary of State blocked plans for a waste incinerator, not just at New Barnfield near Hatfield, but now also um, at Ratty's Lane in Hodgson too. I spoke to Councillor Terry Hone, Hearts County Council Cabinet Member for Waste Management, to find out more. Councillor Holmes, thank you very much indeed for joining me. So can you explain what happens to our residual waste, so not our recycling here in Hertfordshire at the moment? Well, yes, there's about 250,000 tonnes of household residual waste every year that's produced by the districts and boroughs and the residents of Hertfordshire. What we do is that, Hertfordshire County Council is the Waste Disposal Authority. We have various uh, uh, contracts in place with various... uh, independent suppliers, um, most of which are out of county, in Buckinghamshire, Oxfordshire, and those sorts of places, North London. So when the truck picks up your rubbish from your house, it then takes it often to a transfer station. There's one north of the county and one south of the county where we sort of bundle it up onto a bigger truck and ship it out over the county to uh, Oxfordshire, say in Buckinghamshire and North London in many cases. And that, uh, that takes some trucks to do that. We also currently ship to a landfill site uh, which is outside of Hartford, uh, but that's going to close in November and December, so there, there won't be any opportunity for landfill at all, um, bearing in mind that of the 550,000 tonnes, say, we produce in Hertfordshire, so half of that is um, residual waste, the other half is recycled in various ways. Right, OK. So, um, so will some of our waste, can it continue to be, as you say, exported to, to be incinerated in other counties? Will, will those contracts continue into the future? Well, what we did was, while we were waiting on the decision from the minister, we put in place some contracts. We already had contracts, of course. We, we extended those out to 2023-24, which was if we'd got permission to build, then that's when the, the Ratties Lane uh, facility would have been online. So we organised contracts out to 2023-24 to make sure that we still could dispose of the waste from uh, the Hertfordshire residents. Now what we've got to do is extend that even more and go out in the market and see what we can do and how we can do it. Um, and that will take some time, energy, and, and probably some money to do because uh, the, the market's quite tight at the moment because of the demand for the facilities 
and the supply from the households. Um, I guess mm. the key to it is reduce residual waste, recycle, recycle. Well, I, I was going to ask you whether recent concerns about plastic waste have, have made any difference. Have you seen any reduction in residual waste, any increase in the amount of recycling? Yes, we have, and it varies from district and borough, district to borough. You know, some are very good, some are at 65% uh, recycling, others are at 45%. And it, it depends on what sort of occupations you've got. If you've got think, what's occupation, residents, you've got really high-rise flats, for example, are very difficult to control in terms of waste collection. But uh, some of our districts and boroughs do get nearly up to 50 60%, which is uh, very, very good for recycling. Everybody, all authorities have got to be at 65% by 2035. That's uh, the direction of travel we're going in. And so we're always encouraging anything we do to recycle okay. and reduce. And that's the other key. The point you make is yes. reduce as well. Right. So, so with that, um, the incentives that no doubt you'll be putting in place for us to reduce the amount of residual waste, um, won't the, uh, the capacity that you have for, for disposing of waste, won't that be sufficient into the future? Well, we, we will make it sufficient, bearing in mind that we're looking at another 100,000 houses to be built between now and 2023 or something in Hertfordshire. So, and those houses will generate some waste, no doubt about it. So we've got to put things in place which are not only for today, but also for tomorrow, if you like, for, for 10 years out, 10, 15 years out, to make sure we can dispose of the waste. Now, the best way of doing that is to reduce the amount of residual waste that we have and encourage more recycling. And we can encourage, encourage, and yes, some people are very, very helpful in this and do all they can. Unfortunately, that's not all the public. Many, many are, but some are not, and we really have to continue encouraging those. And we have to encourage producers as well. Producers who sell us our products, our packaging and such like, they have a big part to play in reducing the amount of packaging they put around our materials. Now, we know they have to put some packaging for labelling purposes, for allergies and all sorts of things. And sell by, uh, sell by dates and eat by dates. And but stuff. you'd like to see um, see the, the producers actually reducing that packaging down to a minimum. So um, your plans for incineration within the county, um, at New Barnfield and at Hodgson, both of those have been rejected. Are there any plans for um, further sites for incineration? In one word, no. Um, we In Hertfordshire, no, we do not have. The, the ideal sites were, uh, for the site that we put for New Barnfield, that particular facility which... Uh, uh, which Viola designed for specifically New Barnfield, that got rejected. Um, the different, a different facility was going to be built at Ratty's Lane, completely different. It was about That's 60% in Hodgson, the size it? of it, yeah. and it had a completely different uh, process in place, and also it was alongside a railway line. So, to, so we, we, couldn't, we were not going to build at Ratty's Lane what we were going to build at New Barnfield. But both have been rejected by the minister, which was disappointing, um, as you can imagine, for us and also for Veolia, our contractors. So, so um, we do not plan to go for a third, uh, third because I think uh, politics may well get involved and, and uh, we get to the stage where we keep going round and round in circles. Okay. We really do have to put contracts in okay. place, unfortunately, to ship Hertfordshire waste out of Hertfordshire, which is something which, to me personally, is an anathema. But, unfortunately, that's what we've got to do because we cannot get an energy for waste for 30 within Hertfordshire under uh, the current okay. uh, arrangements. I, I noticed that Cavanter have started working on a new incinerator not very far away at Stewartby, just up in Bedfordshire. Um, will they be looking to take on a contract to burn Hertfordshire's waste there? We can, we'll try anything we can to do to get our waste somewhere, but unfortunately it's got to be outside of Hertfordshire. And that particular facility, of course, is subject to a number of planning applications and planning requirements on it as well. 
So it's not a done deal quite just yet, but it's certainly there's one in Cambridgeshire as well, which is uh, under construction, which will meet the needs of other communities, not Hertfordshire. The same applies to, to the facility, which is down in North London, Edmonton. We think we're going to lose that capacity because of the demand from North London to put their material in there, their waste material. So it's, it, it comes and goes, and we have to really make sure we've got contracts in place okay. that can meet the needs of the residents of Hertfordshire. So you're going to continue to be working on that, looking for extra capacity, and in the meantime, presumably you implore us all to produce less waste. We're going to always continue to put pressure on people to, to reduce the amount of waste and particularly get more recycling, because the more we can recycle, the better it is. Now, there's all sorts of restrictions around recycling. The government, of course, is now going to put things in place. They went out for consultation, and we expect some some uh, instruction to come through soon on what districts and boroughs can collect at curbside and how they collect it. Uh, that was a, a consultation, and it's very, very clear. I'll give an example. It says that food waste must be collected separately and really should be collected every week. Weekly food waste is something which most of our districts and boroughs do as an independent collection authority. Um, and that's something which we would actively encourage. Right, well, we certainly do that in St Albans, and, uh, and it seems to work, to work very well here. So it does, and so good to see a that. good job at it as well, yeah. Okay. Councillor Hone, thank you very much indeed for explaining that to us. No problems at all. And I was talking there to Councillor Terry Hone, the Hearts County Council Cabinet Member for Waste and Management. Isn't that nice that St Albans is there leading the way with our weekly food waste collections? Anyway, a few events that you might be interested in. Um, First of all, Dave Goulson, he's the founder of the Bumblebee Conservation Trust, will be a guest of the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust on Wednesday, the 11th of September, between 7 and 9 at the Sandpit Theatre um, at Sandringham School. Now, he's going to be delivering an entertaining talk about the issues raised in his new book, The Garden Jungle, or Gardening to Save the Planet. Um, Apparently he's going to explain what lives in our compost piles, behind our trees bark and beneath our lawns, and then we'll use these small creatures to explain entire ecosystems. Issues will be discussed such as how bee-friendly are the supposedly bee-friendly plants sold in our garden centres and nurseries, and should you use peat rather than compost, and if not, why not? Um... Why do urban beehives often produce more honey than those in the countryside? And what are the repercussions of using lawn treatment chemicals on your lawns or of encouraging garden areas to turn into natural meadow? Well, it looks like he's going to be covering a whole lot there. Interesting talk. Um, So that's the 11th of September. Um, It's £10, uh, £8 for concessions. And you book it on the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust website. Now, also coming up this weekend is the Earthworks Summer Fair. That's 12 till 4. Uh, that's on Saturday down at the Earthworks site at Hicksbury Lane. You know, the beautiful um, organic garden there. Very peaceful, lovely place to go. There's going to be barbecue, live music, activities for all the families. And, of course, there's going to be cake. Oh, and it's dog friendly, too. That's earthworks on saturday 12 till 4 and then uh, if you're after another opportunity for cake um, on sunday 2 30 till 5 30 there's going to be national garden scheme gardens open for charity at 20 and 30 st stephen's avenue and that's on the south side of st Albans. and um, these are two gardens which although they're similar size they've de- been developed in very different ways there's a sort of a wildlife friendly plantswoman's garden at number 20 um it's uh, got sort of meandering 
winding paths, um, carefully maintained borders, packed with all sorts of unusual plants, um, which supply successional waves of coordinated colour and specimen trees, um, lovely climbers and very peaceful seclusion. Um, and then the garden at number 30 has a southwest-facing graveled front garden that has a Mediterranean feel um, and herbaceous plants such as sea hollies and achilleas thrive in the poor dry soil. There's clip box, beech and hornbeam in the back garden that gives a cool backdrop for the strong colours of the herbaceous planting. What's not to like about all of that? £5 entry and as I say, there are refreshments including cake and gluten-free cake and the knowledge that you are going to be supporting a huge raft of fabulous charities. Um, do follow me on Twitter at rv underscore underscore environment. Check out my Facebook page and do go down to the Radio Fairland website and check out the podcast. There's so much going on there. I'm going to be back at the same time next week. Until then, thank you for listening. Environment Matters, sponsored by Wuka Period Pants, the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution. <laughs>